Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Lamar. 2023 has been a crazy roller coaster of a year for me, and we're going to talk about it. What are you talking about? Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. What are you talking about? I am talking to you. That's just what I was talking about. It's Talking Lamar. You know, when I started 2023, the only long range plan I had was to make it to January of 2025. And after 39 years, I would retire from Budweiser. Enjoyed my time. It's been great. They've been super nice to me. But you, I was looking forward to retiring. And if you had told me this right now is what I would be doing going into 2024, I would have said, you're crazy. Now, how did all this start? How did I get here? Well, I'll tell you. Michael Bolton was the favorite singer of a woman I was dating back in the 90s. And I stood in line from 3 a.m. in the morning until 8 a.m. to get us tickets for the Time and Tenderness Tour in Charlotte. I was the first in line, ahead of 20 women. The rules were they would give us all a number, draw a lottery ticket to see who got the first chance to pick our tickets. So I had spent the last few hours with these with these ladies, uh, getting to know them and talking to them, and I had regaled them with stories of what I'd went through to get great seats for my girlfriend and how she was going to be so excited. So when we drew for the lottery, all of these wonderful women voted to let me go first, no matter what number I got. That way, I would get the best tickets I could. And then, you know, there it was. So <clears throat> I had read that when his band members were taking turns doing solos with their instruments, he would ease backstage, and when the solos were done, a spotlight would come on and reveal him out in the audience, and he would start singing and then work his way back to the stage. The women would go crazy. So I watched a few YouTube videos to see where he was likely to show up, and I'm looking at the seats, and you know, I picked the seats I thought would be close. I mean, it was a big chance, but I picked seats that I thought would be in that area. Turns out luck was on my side. So while they're doing the solos, I'm watching, and I see this guy with a hat pulled down over his eyes, and he had a couple of guys sort of with him, you know, type of thing, and he was about 10 feet behind us. So my date had no idea that this was about to happen. And so I pointed him out to her right as the spotlight hit. He starts singing. Everybody goes nuts. And he walks right by us, and we're at the edge. We're on the aisle seat. She gets to touch him as he goes by. Yes, at that moment, I was the man. 
So the next day <laughs> when we left Charlotte, uh, she had it on the station that carried Bob and Sherry. She, she was a regular listener to Bob and Sherry. And I listened to the show. I remember Sherry talking about, Sherry, you'll remember this, the charity softball game with Michael Bolton. You know what My I'm talking dudes. about? You remember that? Oh, yeah. listen. Oh, buddy. <laughs> he was playing first base, and by an absolute miracle, the Lord saw fit to let my bat make connection with a ball. Because I, I am not like I'm not a sporty girl. I wasn't allowed to play any sports as a girl because my dad said, you know, that that would turn me into a lesbian. And I think that's how everyone knows lesbians are created. They're created in in sports. But, um, so I, I hit a ball and I run like I'm on fire to uh, first base and there's Michael Bolton. And he has like real like baseball uniform clothes that he plays in. He plays a very serious softball player. And I looked at him and what he was wearing and, uh, he said, nice hit. And I said, thank you. Is that a Louisville slugger? Are you just glad to see me? Let me tell you what. It ain't just his voice. It ain't just his voice. What is only $4.99 a month but gives you such pleasure? That would be the Bob and Sherry Premium. Exclusive content from the show, including our classic chat room calls and best of CDs. You'll get behind the scenes photos and videos of not only us, but our listeners. It's a lot of fun. Just $4.99 a month. And the website to get all of this is bobandsherry.com slash premium. Uh, Thank you so much, Sherry, for giving us that mental picture of of michael bolton and it's an unforgettable <laughs> one let me tell you what <laughs> but I, and i, I don't know what sh- it's like when a man loves a woman but when a man loves softball <laughs> it was something <laughs> well i listened to the show all the way back to spartanburg and i really thought it was funny so i started listening to it every day at work now i've told the story many times so i'm not going to bore you with it i'm just going to give you the quick version But the show had a segment called The Chat Room, and people would call in on topics, and they would tell stories, and the the best story would win a prize. And so I called in, and I won a prize. The next week, I called in, and I won another prize. And every few weeks, I would call, and most of the time, I would win something. All the stuff would be in Charlotte, so I, I really never got to collect on any of it. But So then I started calling in and commenting on the other callers and what they were saying and pointing out a different take that I might have or or just making fun of the caller. So one day I was in my car and I called to make a comment. Sherry, I don't know if you remember this either. You you came on the phone and said Bob had laryngitis and he was going home. And so Sherry asked me, could I co-host a show on the phone? I said, sure. And I did. And that afternoon, Max left a message on my phone and said, Bob was going to be out the next day. And could I come in and co-host with Sherry in the studio? And I did. Now, a lot of years have gone by, and a lot has happened. The show was syndicated, which it is now. I continued to call. They continued to answer. I started traveling with them, and Bob and I broadcasted for the 2002 Olympics in Salt Lake City. Uh, I took a group of listeners to the British Virgin Islands. I eventually became the People's Movie Critic. I kept calling, and for some reason, they kept answering. So, I've had really so many great experiences and wonderful memories with the show. I could spend hours reminiscing. But what I want to talk about now is the most unexpected thing I could ever imagine. And it happened to me this year. I get a call from Sherry 
And she says she wants to meet with me and Carla, my smoking hot wife, and discuss something. So we go to dinner and we're sitting there and Sherry asked me, you know, what's your plans? I mean, when will you be leaving Budweiser? My response was, well, that depends. So she asked me if I might be interested in coming on to the show full time. Well, you know me. I'm like a 007 cool person here. I played this really cool and coy and I'm very (laughs) relaxed and, you know, and so I've had all these great experiences and I'm just thinking to myself, hmm. I just don't know. As I'm sitting there, I wound up, my reaction was a lot like Buddy the Elf when they told him Santa was coming to the department store. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa! Oh, my God! Santa! Oh, my God! (laughs) Okay, maybe I wasn't quite as cool as I thought I was. I I don't know. I don't know. But I I just, I can't just... Oh, my God! I can't really tell you. I can't really tell you what it felt like. Here's my best way of describing it. It was like biting into a BLT that's on that toasted sourdough with extra bacon and Duke's mayonnaise. (laughs) And while I'm eating that sandwich, I'm checking off the last remaining number on the winning Powerball ticket. I mean, it was a big deal, and it still is a big deal. And I will remember this, and it's so funny because Sherry said, now look, you don't understand what this is going to be like. You know, I'm going to work your ass off. And I chuckled and said, no problem. I can handle it. Let me go ahead and say, she wasn't lying. This is the hardest (laughs) damn. I mean, this is the hardest job. It really is. But at the same time, it is the most fun I've ever had. It is my dream come true. And for all of you listening You may not get all of these things, uh, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a small peek behind the curtain of the show that you're listening to, okay? I don't think there is ever a minute in the day when everyone is not searching for some sort of content. And when I say content, I'm talking about informative, inspiring, hopefully funny things that y'all might find interesting. And Max is constantly keeping us on mark. So we don't keep talking when we should shut up, or at least, <laughs> or at least he's trying to. I don't know how we're doing, Max, on that. I mean, <laughs> when I give, he's the, trying. When, when, I, when I do something to wrap up, I think somebody hears the music to go to break and thinks, "Oh, we've got to start a new topic." He's playing music. <laughs> it's time to ignore him. What does he know about what we're doing? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're listening to this show. I don't know that you can appreciate it because it's so seamless and it's so seamless is because Max always picks just the right music for what we're doing at exactly the right moment. Most of the time without us even asking, it's always a surprise how he can get it dead on the money. Still not sure how he does it, but he does it. And the reason I have to tell you this is the secret to editing anything and producing is if people notice it, you're not doing it right. He's doing it exactly right every time. And the other thing about Max is he's working long before we start. He gets he gets here way before we do, and he's still working after we're done. And Doc, see, Doc is he's like a 
one of those radar-free jets. He's in the back. He's quietly taking care of so many things. I couldn't even explain it to you because I, I, I don't. All I know is I'll hear Sherry say, uh, Doc, when you get a chance, can you do so-and-so? And there'll be about three seconds of absolute silence. And then we hear this quiet, already done. And, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. It's already done. You know. And of course, the other person you don't hear all the time is Heather. And listen, without Heather, there is no happy hour. Without Heather, there's no website and all kinds of other things that nobody's ever going to see what all she does. But she's back there. And for me, there are times when Bob and Sherry are going back and forth, Max is working his magic. He's grabbing that exact right music and it's making what they're talking about sound even better. And I find myself just being a listener again, because I'm amazed at the chemistry that they have. I'm enjoying what's going on. I'm laughing my butt off because just like all of you listening out there, I have been listening and laughing with them for a long, long time. And while I'm sitting there with my eyes glazed over enjoying all this, all of a sudden I realize, oh, oh yeah, I, I've got a job. I'm supposed to be working. Maybe I need to be doing something, you know? But it, it's, it's, it's really fun to be on the inside and see it happen. And I'm really, Sherry, I'm so grateful to you and to Bob for being so good to me all these years and making my dream possible. And for everybody listening, I want to thank you, each and every one of you, for listening to the show and being so loyal to the show because you are the ones that make it possible. Without you, we have nothing. We really a million is that not true, percent. Yeah, a million percent. And the reason that we went independent is because um, they weren't going to let us do this show this way anymore. No. Um, and the kind, the version of the show they wanted was not one we were going to do. They wanted us to talk for no more than two minutes at a time, like three mm. times an hour. Am I in any way? Let me know, no, Max, if no. I'm misremembering. No, no. Oh, God, it's that's, that's not a radio show. Like that, that's, that's, um, you know, my cat could do that for you. And, and, you know, they, that was their business and they owned it and they had a right to make those decisions. And we left because we didn't agree with those decisions and they, the last thing that that ownership said to me when we departed was, um, well, you're going to fail. And I was like, <laughs> like, you're the, f like, you're the first mofo to say that to my face. Like I've been hearing that my whole life. Yeah. And if I do fail, I'm jumping out of the plane. I'm flying, not out of the one you're flying. So Lamar is so right. Um, without the listeners, cause we don't have, yeah. we have nothing standing behind us. We have no, like, there's no big corporation. We don't get paid no matter what, right? We have to generate everything. And we couldn't do that. We couldn't keep the lights turned on no. and the equipment running without the audience. But Lamar, you're one of these people and you meet, if you're lucky over the course of your life, you'll meet maybe a handful of people that were born to do something and it might not be what they're doing, but you know, when you meet them that they were born to do this thing, whatever it is. And you were born to be in show business. You just were <laughs> in some form or fashion. You were born to, you were born to perform. And, you know, like everybody's life, you get dealt a, 
hand and you played as best you can. And, and you've done, I think, a phenomenal job of playing what was a pretty tricky hand, especially in the beginning. For you in life, you know, you didn't start yeah, off yeah. Um, on third base by any means. You started off <laughs> no. You started off in a tailgate in the parking lot with a broken pickup truck, and yet here you are. Yeah. Yeah. So to be able to, to stumble across someone just in the regular course of life, because that's what happened. We just stumbled across you. Yeah. To stumble across someone and realize, oh, this person is not doing what they were born to do, but maybe there's a way to push them closer to it. Like it, it was an amazing thing for us to witness and to, and so much fun to be a part of. And like you, I will remind you that I too fell into the radio business and, and it's, it's funny because when I first started, all I heard from uh, men in the industry was she's got no experience. She doesn't know what she's doing. (laughs) Women hate women on the radio, blah, blah, blah. And then here comes Lamar and it's, he's got no idea what he's doing. He's got an act, a regional accent, blah, 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 blah. And none of that stuff matters. Like none of that matters. That's focusing on all of the wrong crap. You got to focus on what really matters. And that is like, do you love the people and are you connecting with the people? Because it's, it's not about do the people love you. That's where a lot of people get it wrong. You can't yeah, do this that's job true. That's true. unless you love the people. Yeah. It doesn't go the other way. You have to love the people. And Lamar, I noticed that you didn't mention Tony, and I'm sure he'll be very hurt that you didn't. <laughs> oh, we're getting to that. He saved Tony for last. <laughs> Tony, I would say so many, many great things about Tony, but he's so humble. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's constantly saying, please, it's not about me. It's not about me. <laughs> And his reputation for being thrifty is not unwarranted. Yes, yes. But you know what? There's somebody that's got to be thrifty in this deal. That's true. (laughs) You can't depend on us to be thrifty. I I just want to say, Lamar, I know that it it came as a shock. Because I I remember so vividly um, when I said the look on Lamar's face, Max, when I said, now, something that I don't think you understand is how hard this job is. And I saw the look on Lamar's face and I thought, yeah, he really, he really doesn't understand how hard this job is. (laughs) Not hard the way a nurse's job is hard or a teacher's job is hard or shoveling radioactive waste is hard. Not hard the way a soldier's job is hard or a bus driver's job is hard. It's a different kind of hard. And it's the kind of hard that takes your brain and just wrings it out every single day. And, And it's hard for you. It's not hard for everybody who does this. It's hard for you for two reasons. One, you love the people. And because you love the people, you care so much about the work you do. And that's what makes it, that's what makes the job hard. So it was so fun for me to, Max, it was so fun (laughs) for me when I said to Lamar, I don't think you know, it's a really hard job. I looked at him and Carl and said, do y'all want to go home and talk about this? Because this is a really hard job. And Carla's like, we don't have anything to talk about. Lamar's like, I yeah. got this. <laughs> it's yeah. it's time consuming, is what it is. I mean, it's really it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. Because when the microphone's on, nobody's out there. Like if if you came to talk to Lamar and you hit it, 
and I'm not saying nothing, you're only going to hang on there for just a little while and you're going to move on to something else. So you got to have something. So you've got to be looking. You've got to be studying and reading. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's hard. Yeah. You're taking it in. You're like one of those, like there's a kind of whale, a baleen whale, where they don't really have teeth. They have these baleen things in their mouth and they open wide and they swim through the water and the plankton and the seawater flows through their open mouth and the plankton gets caught in these baleens. That is what we are. We basically spend every waking minute cruising, wide open, collecting content. And one of the things that has that makes this a little bit more challenging is we committed years ago. I can't, Max, maybe you can remember what year, but we committed to doing a show that was a hard news and politics free zone. Oh, it was long because, ago. Because, yeah. gosh, people are just exhausted. So the... And that's great. And it's my God, it's been so awesome for my mental health because I spend most of my days actively avoiding the stuff that pisses everybody off. Right. Because there's nothing and in instead, it for us. There's nothing yeah, to instead, find there. I'll, there's nothing. Yeah. I'm over here going, you guys, did you know that wombats have cube shaped poop? <laughs> like to me, that's so much more fun. Right. Yeah. But um, I want you to think about I want you to think about the world that we live in and your news feed. I want you to think about how it feels most days like 90% of it is murder, mayhem, rage, division, and team sport politics. And we have taken all of that off the table, which is why, like, the world is on fire. And we're over here going, cube-shaped wombat poop, because we've committed, (laughs) right? We've committed to being a little teeny tiny oasis in the middle of all that. And I'm super glad that we did it. But now you see Lamar, when the news cycle is choked with bad, you got to really go looking for the good. For something good and interesting and uplifted and all that kind of stuff. Listen, it's so easy. If somebody wants to do a show and you want to do it about the political structure, well, you just pick something and those people will listen to you, but you're not going to have nobody else listen. There's a ton of people that don't want to hear that crap. It's enough. I mean, it's enough. And I know a guy, Lamar, in, in the radio business who's in, he does, um, he works on a news talk station. And this is how he preps his show. He gets up, he rolls into the building, he looks at all of the news, he finds the one thing that is going to make people most ready to fight each other and he kicks off the show with that and he opens up the phones and then he sits back while people yell at each other for an hour yeah and that sounds like an easy gig but Mm. i wouldn't trade i wouldn't trade Mm -hmm. places because you may be sitting back while people yell at each other and quote unquote do your job but all day long you are bathing in rage and division oh, and fury oh, and disagreement. Oh, yeah. I'm too soft for that. People, people well, will the, always ask me, they'll say, what is Lamar like? And I always say, what, what you hear? And that's him. There's not, there's no different. There's no, there's no different yeah. personality. You are, you're yeah. always very much yourself uh, with whatever yeah. it is you do on the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. For the, for good or bad, it, it, that, that's, that's the deal. The thing about it, what I love about this show is you can listen to this show 
and relax. You can actually relax. It's hard to watch local or national news and relax. There's no relaxing. I mean, no. people are dying. Oh, people gosh, are, no. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's no relaxing. It, it keeps you tied up in a knot. You know, that's the thing about it is even doing the research, because I don't know what the ratio is. For every 10,000 words that we read, we get eight that's going to work out for something. I don't know. But even even when you're doing that, you're reading pretty good stuff. I mean, you know, pretty good stuff. I mean, it's you're 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 not waiting through a bunch of crap. I mean, you know, you're just having to do a lot of research. But yeah, content is key. And I, you know, like I love, like I'm I'm a big pop culture junkie. Like I love all the celebrity gossip and all the yeah, yeah. all that kind of like, ooh, who's seeing who and what's this rumor about such and so. But that's not like to me that's like a snack not a meal i couldn't imagine like doing a four-hour show on what taylor and i'm a swifty what taylor wore to the last chiefs game like that's that's not gonna work either and and it used to be like an early in early in my career consultants would say not ever to my face but behind my back to my bosses uh you know uh she's she's very interested in science well, burn that witch. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because because you can't every day can't be what Taylor wore to the Chiefs game or what's uh, on TV tonight or whatever those things are. Like, there's more to life than that. And when you make the rules for yourself that it ain't going to be dark, it ain't going to be divided. We're not going to have politics. We're not going to have hard news. As soon as you make those rules. You have created like a happy little chipmunk infested meadow for yourself, but that you have, once you do that, you have to live in that space. Do you not find Lamar that having your job be finding fun, upbeat, happy stuff has (sighs) been like awesome for your mental health? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, I enjoyed my job, uh, all aspects, because I was, I was in the beer business when I was on a truck. I, I did a lot of different things. I've been in management for the last 20, 30 years, close to it, I guess. But my phone ringing constantly. And every time the phone rang, nobody's calling to say, hey, everything's great. There's a problem. There's a problem. Yeah. Something's broke, something, you know, whatever. And when I retired, all of a sudden, my phone, it doesn't run out of battery. I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> I mean, I, there's nobody calling me. There is, it's really, I get very, very few phone calls because all that was trouble to worry about, worry about. All I've got to do is, like you say, just go through a ton of stuff. And I've, I've learned a lot of stuff from doing this because you do learn a lot of very interesting facts. I mean, you know, like the whole poop thing from the back. That's, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, remember, yeah. I remember the first time. So we have a promo that we put out every day of something from the show. And if I'm wrong on this, correct me, Lamar. But the right. first time you ever appeared on a Bob and Sherry promo, here was the line. I had a nightmare the other night that I was in line at the DMV and I was the ugliest person there. Was that right? Did I get that right? That was. That was my first promo. That was my first (laughs) promo, yeah. I had a terrible dream last night. I was standing in line at the DMV and I was the ugliest person in the room. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lamar, as we we wrap up, um, I'm going to ask you a question. Answer it two ways. 
What is the one thing that has shocked you the most about your new job? And what is the one thing that you knew for certain would happen and did? The one thing that shocked me is how much work it is, how much time it takes. That that was a shock. But what I expected it to be was having a great time. No other word for it. Bullshitting around with you and Bob and Max and Doc and I expected it, and it has met all of my expectations. So I have really Yay. enjoyed that. Yeah, Yay. that's great. Well, here, here's to an awesome 2024 in your new life. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Talking Lamar. We've had a great time. Hope you did, too. If you didn't, I think the next episode is going to be perfect for you. So don't give up. Come on back. I hate a quitter. And I want to say this before we go. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever it may be. I pray that God will bless you all this holiday season. Until next time, see ya. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Lamar, the Oddcast, and the Bob and Sherry podcast. We would really love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.